Hello, hello, and welcome back to Account for That. Today is Wednesday night, September 18th. Week three of the NFL season starts tomorrow when the Tennessee Titans travel to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm Gambling Joe, joined by Pistol Pete here. Pete, how we doing? I'm doing great. We're coming off a solid first week of the pod for the 2019 season. Feeling good. Uh, football's back. It's It's good to be back. Football's back, exactly. Good week last week all around the board. I went 7-2, and two, which was huge because I got murdered on college football the night before, so I really needed a bounce bag. We got winners on Chiefs minus 7.5. Packers minus 3 was my lock. That hit. Cardinals plus 13 hit. Bengals minus 2. Never had a chance. That was a really bad bet. Looking back on it. <laughs> Rams minus two and a half. Thank you, Drew Brees. Sorry to hear about your injury, but that definitely helped the cover. Eagles minus two because the Eagles really stink. That lost. And then three for three on totals. The Cowboys-Redskins went over with like a minute left in that game. Thanks to a fourth down conversion. Falcons-Eagles under hit. And the Bears-Broncos under was the biggest lock of the day. That game was brutal. Did you pick the uh, Eagles too? Yeah, Eagles minus two. Oh, yeah. Did you that? Yeah, seven and two. Yeah, you had a great week, though. Seven and two was a freaking hot start. I was like, I was feeling pretty good at one point. I was like, all right, I'm looking positive here. And then I looked over at you, and I was like, oh, my God, this kid's barely lost. But, yeah, anyway, I had a, I had a five and four week. Um, we, we started off with Chiefs minus seven and a half, which was my lock, and that won uh, pretty easily. And then Bucks Panthers under 49. That won on Thursday night. Thank you, Cam Newton. Um, Bears minus three. That lost because they're just a fucking disaster and could barely beat the Broncos. Uh, Falcons plus two. One on Sunday night. And then I had the Falcons Eagles over 51. That lost. Steelers minus four. They're a disaster. Loss. And Roethlisberger. I know you're out for the season, but I mean, man up next time. I need you out there. Um, Vikings and I had Packers minus three, which won. Vikings Packers over forty four was a loss, and then Rams minus two and a half, five and four. All right. Well, week two recap. Uh, the NFL does not sleep, and there were a lot of injuries last week. We got where did even start? Drew Brees gonna be out six to eight weeks. Could be anything. Sam Darnold out with mono. Congrats on. The people that just want to kiss you, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> Congrats on those those uh, lips to lips. Definitely worth it. I'd love to be out six to eight weeks for my job. <laughs> He's getting, he has to say, isolated at his apartment with the Jets delivering him food and just sleep all day. <laughs> That's the dream. I would, And he's getting paid for it. You know what makes no sense, though? This guy was like, so he's been a stud quarterback. That means in high school, he was like, he must have been getting any girl he wanted. And then he went to USC. Like, how is how do you survive all that and then get mono as quarterback the like in the NFL? Nah, he's strictly business. He was like a no party guy in college, like a just football, football, football. How do you like, know this? I, I watched like an ESPN like little documentary on him and like had his parents on and like he's just like strictly oh, business. Of course his parents are saying that. Or like Sam was on there, like yeah, he just like eats and lives and breathes football. So Have like you he seen got how the much New York. This guy cares about the quaff in his hair. 
Sam. Well, no I, I think that, that was that guy, was, that guy was fixing his hair on the sidelines with McCown last year. Yeah, that's no what that guy's all about football. Nope, that's what it was. It's the, McCown. The veterans always teach the young guys, but McCown can't teach him football. McCown taught him how to look good. He's a New York guy, gonna be on the New York Post article when he blows a game. Like he's got to look good. Yeah, well, big mistake. Never should have looked good. Should have looked like shit like us, and then you'd never get Mono. <laughs> Who else got hurt? Big Ben out for season elbow. I didn't see that one coming, to be honest. That one came out of nowhere. Mason Rudolph. I wanted the Patriots to draft him. Well, he's going to be the starter. Eli's out. Sad. He's not, not injured. He's not, not very good. <laughs> injured feelings. <laughs> if you're Eli, you gotta say the back's not feeling good or something. You're gonna be believed for sure. Yeah, if we just lean into one and be like, "Oh man, I'm in the concussion protocol," and the Giants are like, "No, you're not." And you're like, "Yes, I am." <laughs> like, "No, you're not." And last one, unconfirmed now, but I don't think Cam Newton's gonna play next week. I thought that. I thought that was confirmed. Um, it is. Let's Google. Is Cam Newton playing? Tonight, tonight. <laughs> They're like, no, no. He doesn't have a game tonight, tonight. Cam Newton misses practice again. Panthers not ready to rule on his Sunday start. From the Charlotte Observer six hours ago. All right. I'm going to say he's out. <laughs> okay. Breaking news. Uh, breaking news on the pod. Gamble Next. Players Cam Newton out this week. Um, Next. So that take away just a bunch of injured quarterbacks. Uh, that was just a little recap of just to remind everyone that everyone's dead. But yeah, let's let's get straight to the week two takeaways to educate the fans on what we think. Okay, so I guess that wasn't a takeaway by you. You're just stating things that happened. Um, so I'll I'll start with a takeaway, and this has this has nothing to do with uh, his health per se, or maybe it does. I don't know. Maybe that's why Cam Newton's dead. That guy stinks out loud if he can't run if they're not going to use him as an option in the running game and i think even if he does have a minor injury i think that's what they're doing because they're just trying to protect his body and they don't want to put him out at risk so if he can't run and use his legs he is useless because he's just not accurate enough of a thrower he needs to be able to extend plays he's be able to move and be a threat on the ground I mean, that play at the end of the game against the Bucks was just embarrassing, throwing it out to McCaffrey on a fake reverse. Um, yeah, it was, it was a joke. So, Cam Newton, if he can't run, this guy's career is gonzo. All right, takeaway from me. I was worried about the 49ers after week one. Week two, I'm not worried. I think the 49ers are good. I think they're going to be a good team this year. They're 2-0. They steamrolled the Bengals. Jimmy G looked good through 300 yards, three touchdowns. The running game looked really good. Frida averaged like something crazy, like 12 yards or 10 yards of carry. The Niners looked good. They won both their games to start the year on the road. So that's impressive. A young team going on the road, getting a couple wins. They'll come home for the next two games. I think the Browns got a, I mean, the Niners got a chance to start this season 4 0, setting up a big matchup with the Rams week five. I, I think the Niners are good. I'm back on the Jimmy train. I think I, I like I like what Jimmy's doing. And um, in the preseason, a lot of people were overreacting and freaking out about Jimmy saying, and some people were even saying like, 
oh, is he on the hot seat to lose his job? Could like he be on the move even after he signed that big contract? Which is pretty crazy to me come for a guy coming off a major injury that he missed pretty much the whole season. And he'd come back and you're really going to freak out on him because he looks bad in a preseason game. And it's like, like give him the old Aaron Rodgers, R-E-L-A-X, relax. So I'm, I'm glad to see he's doing well. But I don't, know if, I don't know if they have enough weapons around him to... I mean, Shanahan's a wizard, but I don't know about that. But anyways, my, uh, my next takeaway was Eagles are still a joke. Um... Everyone was freaking out about them making them a popular Super Bowl pick for this year, thinking they could have a bounce back year. This could be the year Carson Wentz stays healthy. Um, I know you personally have a Super Bowl bet on them. Here's my hot take of the day. Carson Wentz will never win a Super Bowl. Never. (sighs) A couple years ago, when he was going off before Nick Foles took over after he got hurt, he was supposed to be the next MVP. He was looking great. Guess what? They're just not that good. And he's not that good until late in games when he gets to play from behind and get all garbage time stats. He's not that good. Matt Ryan was trying to hand them the game last week. Matt Ryan threw two brutal picks. Take it from me, probably the biggest non-Falcons Matt Ryan fan there is. Like, he was just brutal. He threw multiple huge, huge disappointing picks. Like, they, they, they just couldn't move the ball. It was so frustrating. And Carson Wentz couldn't do anything with it. The Eagles were a joke on offense. Their defense still isn't that good. The fact that you let the Falcons throw 24 points on you, um, despite their struggles and the mistakes they made on offense, Eagles are a joke. Carson Wentz is never going to do anything. Uh, I like the Eagles. A lot of injuries last week kind of hindered them. I think they're going to be a late team figure it out. I'm all in on the Eagles still. No way. Not once. Right. They should bring back Foles. Big Dick Nick. I was positive about a team for my whole first takeaway, and that streak's going to end. I was a big Texans believer coming into this season, and they looked really good first game of the year against the Saints, and then they fucking laid an egg against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Deshaun Watson, that offense were non-existent, scoring 13 points. I mean, I know the Jags' defense is good, and they're really strong. But, I mean, for the love of God, they were fucking home against Jacksonville. And you scored 13 points. Deshaun Watson threw for 159 yards. Like, come on. The, the, the defense is good, but the Chiefs still hung 40 on them. I just think the Texans, I thought like, this would be the year they make the big step. Will Fuller back healthy. We don't know how long that will last. But if Watson with Hopkins and Fuller and, like, in the running game was good. Carlos Hyde actually looked really good, surprised me, for the first time in it's years. Nice but the Texans still literally were a two-point conversion away from losing that game to fucking Gardner Minshew, who threw for more yards than Watson, threw for more touchdowns than Watson, ran for more yards than Watson. Gardner Minshew, he might be the truth, but he shouldn't be. The Texans are lucky to escape with the win. Yeah, no, the crazy thing is, if the, if the Jaguars just take the extra point there, that game probably ends in a tie because neither of those teams could score. So, yeah, I'm with you there. And the Texans are just keep showing how one-dimensional they are. They're nothing without DeAndre Hopkins. Um, you put a guy like Jalen Ramsey on him and isolate the game, and it's difficult for because it's nothing against Hopkins. Like he's one of the best in the game by far, but they just have nothing else around. Uh, but yeah, so my last takeaway from week two is kind of. I mean, it it's. 
it's one people weren't sure if it was going to happen the way there was so much attention on it this offseason. But Bears kickers, they're back. They are back. The Broncos came from behind, took the lead late against the Bears, and everyone's like, okay, we need a big Bears kick at the end of the game. Can he do it? We got Eddie Pinero, this random guy. I don't know. It's the most Chicago-sounding name, too, Eddie Pinero. Um, but anyways, he stepped up the plate and nailed it. Um, game. My laptop's not moving. Oh, there's some random noise then. Um, but yeah, so anyways, Bears kickers are back. Cody Farkey's dead still. Um, but Eddie Pinero, faith restored. Yeah, I'll actually stick with that game. All right, now I'll I'll move on. We already talked about that. Side note on that, Mitch Trubisky's a problem. He stinks. Yeah, but I'll, I'll yeah. go to the Monday night game, the Browns and the Jets. I mean, you look at that the final score, twenty three to three. Like, looks like a nice dominant performance for Cleveland. But Cleveland, I'll I'll lay it out there. Everyone's Cinderella team. They all like Cleveland did not look very good for a while in that game. Like laid a couple field goals in the first quarter. Took a while to get going. The Jets had like two opportunities where they got down in the Browns red zone to do something, and they blew it twice. And then literally, like they turned it over on downs, like at like the Browns ten. And like the next play was the ninety-yard touchdown pass to OBJ. They kind of just broke it open. But I mean, the Jets were down to the third-string quarterback. They were down like C.J. Mosley and Quentin Williams on the defense, and the Browns are still kind of struggling to move the ball for a little bit. I don't think Baker is like your superstar quarterback gunslinger. I think he's going to have to tone it down a little bit, maybe run the ball a little more. I don't know. I don't. I don't buy that the Browns are that good, even though the Jets stink. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. Um, they looked pretty bad, as a matter of fact, and. The fact that they couldn't put up more on the Jets, like that was embarrassing with all the field position they had. Um, yeah, I'm with you. But yeah, so any more takeaways? Um, no, I I got nothing else. That's about all. all right. cool. Oh, charge! Uh, I don't know. I don't know how the Chargers suck so hard compared to last year. How did you lose to Detroit? I don't know. But yeah, let's move on to this week's picks. All right. Uh, sorry, I just I realized I wanted to add one more pick at the end, so now I have eight picks. For All right, I have seven. Have so. Seven. All yeah. right. Um, you want to lead off, or should I? Yeah. Let's just get our intro music into our picks. Do 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 do. That's the Skype music, by the way. My favorite song. That, that was trash. That's what, you just ruined my favorite song for me. You do it. What is it then? Do, 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 do. No, it's way more high pitch. Do, do, no, do. get out of here. All right. First pick of the week. The Cincinnati Bengals plus six at Buffalo. I am not a Buffalo believer. The Bills are 2-0 to start the season. They won both those games on the road, which is impressive. But now they return home. They got the Mafia. They stole a game from the Jets at the beginning of the year. 
where they went on like a 17-0 run to end the game to win that. And then they beat up on the Giants, who really stink, mostly because Eli is terrible. Now they come home. They have to host the NFL lead-leading passer, Andy Dalton, the people's MVP, who threw that like 60-yard touchdown pass to John Ross at the end of regulation when they're getting blown out by the Niners. But hear me out. I just don't think the Bills' offense is that good. You got 90-year-old Frank Gore. He, I think he carried the ball like fucking 20 times last week for like 60 yards and a touchdown. I don't think Josh Allen's that good of a passer. His legs are good. He's going to have to go against Andy Dalton, the gunslinger. He's slinging it over there with John Ross, with Boyd, with Eifert. Joe Mixon kind of sucks, but he actually forces you to kind of respect the run <laughs> game. And then it opens up the passing game. And I just don't think a lot of points are going to be scored in this game. I think six is more than enough to cover this. I could see this like 12-10 bills cover with six. Yeah, I could see a low-scoring game too here, and I thought about the under. Um, I didn't end up making a play on this game, but uh, it's just I, I could see this one going either way, so I stayed away from it. The um, Bengals are your backdoor cover team because Andy Dalton's never going to throw in the towel, and they're going to go for that dumpster useless touchdown at the end of the game that no one cares about, but they're going to backdoor cover on it. They're going to do it all year long, folks. The Bengals will be your backdoor death, so just I'm a I'm a Josh Allen believer, so I would honestly I would lean Bills here. Um, but I'll move on to my first pick of this week, and it is going to be Giants Bucks under 48. This line confuses me a lot. Uh, maybe if me, we're discussing this pre-show, and maybe they just know something we don't. But what I do know is Daniel Jones is making his first ever start uh, of his career, and aside from Saquon Barkley, he has no real weapons. I don't think Everton Ingram is that good. I think it's just by the, I mean, the best ability is availability. And so he's there and any other real receiving option is not. Um, Sterling Shepard might return for this game. Not sure. Um, but other than him, they're passing to Benny Fowler. He had like five receptions last game. Um, they're passing to Cody Kepler, I think, is on that team now. Um Cool, cool. You were breaking up a little bit there, but Giants under. Yeah, Giants Bucks under 48. Gotcha. Okay. My next pick, I'm sticking with the dogs. I cannot believe that the Vikings are laying nine. Against anyone. They're laying nine against Oakland. And I'm all in. It was just Sunday afternoon around five o'clock when I was saying, wow, the Chiefs sucks. Patrick Mahomes sucks. The Raiders are up 10 nothing on Kansas City. And I'm like, the Raiders are not bad. Well, it turns out they are bad because then they didn't score any points for the rest of the game. For like the next like 50 minutes. Uh, they got shut out, and then the Chiefs ran up four touchdowns in the second quarter, and that was basically all she wrote. But I'm a huge Kirk Cousins fan, and I'll be the first to admit that the Vikings are just not very good at football. The Raiders are. Aaron Jones ran all over the Vikings last week. I think he had five yards of carry or something. They had, like, over 100 yards. I think Josh Jacobs will do the same. 
He ran all over the Chiefs last game. 12 carries for a hundo. He's going to do the same. Derek Carr, he's going to sling it. He's going to look for Waller. He's going to look for Williams. He's going to throw a couple picks, but Cousins is going to throw him back. But hear, hear me out, folks. The Vikings just can't throw the ball. Cousins was like 8 for 10 the first game of the season. He was like 14 for like 34 last week with two picks. I think he's just too much of a liability in the passing game. I think the Raiders will keep this one close. I think the Vikings will still win it. But nine points is a lot to play for a team like the Vikings that just isn't very good. So I'll take those nine for Oakland. Yeah, it's fair. The Vikings uh, certainly did not impress last week against the Packers. Didn't look very high-powered. Um, so I'm going to go to a different game next, and I'm going to go to Saints at Seahawks. And a lot of people are jumping all over the Seahawks on this game uh, due to the injury to Drew Brees. But I'm saying not so fast because we got Teddy Bridgewater, and we know that he's been waiting for this moment. Ever since he signed with New Orleans, he played well with Minnesota, and he had some major injury. And like basically when he came back, he was kind of damaged goods, and uh, Minnesota had moved on to Kirk Cousins. And so he just took his backup role with the Saints, learned the offense. He's been there for a couple of years. Um, and so I think, I think he's very capable of leading this offense. He's got good weapons around him, Alvin Kamara, uh, Michael Thomas. Yeah, they're going into Seattle, which is a tough place to play. Um, but you just got a bunch of weapons. I'm not going to doubt Sean Payton. He's got his guy also, uh, Taysom Hill, that he loves. Uh, so you know he's going to roll him out there. I'm not that impressed with the Seahawks so far this season, so I like the Saints to cover here, plus four and a half. Yeah, I like that too. Uh, not enough to make it a play for me, but Bridgewater was actually pretty decent last week. I think he was like, off the top of my head, 17 for 30. I'll say he threw for 165. Back checking on that. But he did, they, they didn't move the ball well enough to score like any points after Drew Brees went out. That's like my only concern <laughs> is that they'll score enough looked, points. Looked, looked good, but he couldn't score any points. Yeah, yeah, that's the only problem. <laughs> but I'm sure with a week to figure it out, they will. I don't know. Chris Carson, did he fumble last week? They kind of stopped running it with him, I think. I don't know. I I'm, think that game can go anywhere. The line, the line wasn't enough for me to want to hop in. But if I had to choose a side, gun to my head, I'll reluctantly choose the Saints. So I love that pick. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, but but I'm, another thing is, like, I'm sure Teddy hasn't been running with the ones at all, like, for the past two years. So I'm sure it'll be nice for him to get in a full week of practice and actually, like, get to throw to Michael Thomas during practice, get some timing down. Yeah, maybe, like, he'll introduce himself to Mike Thomas. Be like, hey, I'm Teddy. <sighs> all right, I think you have this. <laughs> what? <laughs> Go ahead. I think we have the same pick here. The Sunday night game, the Rams at the Browns. The line is three, and I'm all over the Rams. I love the Rams. I was very big on getting Jared Goff in like all my fantasy drafts, and unfortunately, I didn't get him in any of them, which has been okay because he actually hasn't been lighting up the stat sheet to start the year. <laughs> but he's got a million he's weapons. Quite <laughs> I love him, but he just hasn't been that good. Unfortunately, <laughs> the, ba- the, the Browns have been even less not good. No, you said it wrong. Less not good. More not good. <laughs> you fucking idiot. The Browns. Um, yeah, more not good. The Browns go have been more not good. They stink. They struggle to move the ball. Baker's a liability. I think he can't 
make all the passes. I don't think their defense will be able to stop the rushing attack. I think Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, there's just too many weapons. Jared Goff's going to pick these guys apart, and they're going to embarrass the Browns at their home field, and the Browns get booed off the field after they lose by, like, 17. I think think Aaron Donald's going to go off. Um, I think the Browns O-line is a joke, and that's part of the reason that Baker's been struggling. Uh, and I just think Aaron Donald's going to tear them apart. And yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Rams minus three. I think we both had Rams minus two and a half against the Saints last week. Uh, and that worked out great. Obviously, the Breeze injury helped. But either way, I think the Rams were winning that game. Um, and yeah, I love Rams minus three as well. All right. I love it. Just, let's just cash it now. Yeah, why not? All right. So uh, I'll move on to my next pick. Um and it's actually going to be my lock of the week. Yep. And it is Falcons plus one and a half at the Colts. Whoa. The Colts have looked decent so far this year. I mean, Jacoby Brissett's done a decent job. Uh, last week, they squeaked one out against the Titans. Um, and it wasn't like they didn't put up a ton of points. It was a close, low-scoring game. But that's the big thing for me here is that the Colts are missing their best defensive player, or likely missing him. It's Darius Leonard. He's in concussion protocol, and he runs that defense. Um, the Falcons are coming off a good win against the Eagles. I mean, they, they made mistakes, and they didn't play their best game. But at the end of the day, that's a good win for them in prime time. Um, they're going to they're gonna go away from that, being happy. And after that, the way it ended with uh, Julio sealing the deal. Um so, so, bottom line is I, I like the Falcons better. I think their offense will continue to... to uh, well, I'll take Falcons plus one and a half as my law. Very, very interesting. Because my lock is Colts minus one and a half. Wow. I love the Colts. I've already hit we this game. I've already hit this game because I think that the Lions going to eventually move in the Colts' direction. Colts minus one and a half. They return home. Lucas Oil for their first home game of the season. They went to overtime with the Chargers week one. A Chargers team that was at all the hype last year. Made it out of the wild card round and then got curb stomped in New England. And they go there with Jacoby Brissett, who's supposed to be the backup quarterback. Almost pull that game out. And then they go at Tennessee, who just demolishes Cleveland. They make them their bitch Who by sucks? coming back from Who behind. <laughs> they come back from... the, the Chargers just lost to the Lions. Yep, but that was a different game. The Chargers were home against the Colts. And last week, when the Chargers lost to the Lions, the Chargers, the Chargers played at a soccer stadium. That's a tough place to play. Gotta go they west. No home field advantage. The Falcons are going to go on the road, and they're going to bully him. The Falcons no. have Deion Jones back. He was bullying Carson Wentz. He knocked him out of the game at one point. That's because Carson Wentz was just putting himself in stupid situations. And he's not as tough as Jacoby Brissett. Now, Marlon Mack is going to run all over these guys. This game's not going to be any even close. This is going to be like my lock last year when I picked the Colts over the Cowboys at home and the Colts in Dallas at home. Atlanta squeaks out a win, a lucky win against the Eagles, a game that they, they're not the better team coming out of that game. They're going to come to Indianapolis, and they're going to lose. They're going to lose hard. They're going to lose early and often. 
Colts are going to win this game. You got to hit the Colts. The Falcons have had O-line issues to start the season, but I'm not worried about it. You still got Matt Ryan under center. He's going to fix the mistakes he made last week. He's got good options around him. He's got Sanu. He's got Ridley. And, of course, he's got Julio Jones. Austin Hooper's been great for him, very consistent. And you know who's going to have a nice week this week is Devontae Freeman. Devontae no, Freeman's he's done not. Nothing, done nothing, this, nothing this season, but Darius Leonard is out. The heart of that defense is out. Devontae Freeman's going to have a big game. I love that this is the opposite of your lock. I took Freeman in one of my fantasy leagues being like, this is it. He's going to be healthy. No Tevin Coleman. Big bounce back year. Freeman stinks. Oh, my God. He's averaging like two yards a carry. He is trash. The Falcons are trash. They're going to go on the road, and they're, they're going to lose. There's no other way to say it. The Colts are going to be the team that you underestimate all year. And you're like, huh, why are these guys 9-7 and seven and in the playoffs? And beating my because team. Because of Darius Leonard. Because of Darius Leonard who's not playing this week. One fucking linebacker is not going to make a difference. It's going to be Jacoby Brissett looking like a precision passer. One working the play action with the Mac attack. One of the best linebackers in the league is an all-pro. All right, move on to your next pick. God, I love that pick. Next up, the Steelers and the 49ers. So Mason Rudolph making his starting debut for the Steelers in San Francisco after the 49ers have already figured it out. The Niners dropped like a million points last week. They actually, it was actually 41 because they murdered the Bengals' defense. The, the Niners have been forcing turnovers. I think they forced like five turnovers through two weeks, and they only forced like a handful all of last season. I think Rudolph, who actually looked pretty good last week, I think he threw for like two touchdowns in relief. I think this game's going over. I got over 44. I don't think that's too high of a total. I think the Steelers' defense isn't very good. I think Jimmy and the Niners are going to hang a 30 spot at least. And I think the Steelers are going to throw a couple touchdowns on the board. And I think this game goes over for sure. Over 44. Lock it away. Book it. I think that's a solid pick. I mean, it remains to be seen how uh, how Rudolph can do in his first full time start, but uh, but we'll see. Um, so I'm going to move on to my next game, which is an under, and that is Dolphins Cowboys under 47. Uh, I'm sticking with my prediction from last week's pod that the Dolphins are going 0 and 16. They are just terrible. Granted, they played the Patriots, which is always going to make you look bad, um, but they they were just a joke. It was it was like playing a high school team. Um, and the Cowboys are a good team, but they also are losing Michael Gallup for this week and a couple weeks more. Um, everyone looks to Amari Cooper as the number one option in that, uh, in that offense, but Michael Gallup's led the team in targets the past two weeks. Um, he's been Dak's guy, and he's not going to be on the field, so I think they're going to go with a more run-heavy offense. Uh, they're going to know that they can handle this game. They're going to try to protect Dak, uh, not put him under too much pressure. Um, so I'm guessing they'll get ahead early and then just lean on Zeke and Tony Pollard to finish off the job. So I, I don't think the Dolphins are going to put up any, many points at all, and I don't think the Cowboys are going to run an up-tempo enough offense to break that 47, so I'm going under. Pete. What? Took a lot for me not to pick the Dolphins with all those points. I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. I love me a little Do Fitzpatrick on a Sunday at 1. It's magic. 
that red zone beard. channels. Red zone channels. Uh, they're panning to Fitzpatrick, and you don't know if it's going to be a pick six or a touchdown. That smile, that Harvard charm, man, took a lot for me not to take the points. Because, I mean, he's always good to throw a couple big games where he throws for 400 yards and, like, three touchdowns to Mike Evans or something. But it's just, I don't even know who the receivers are on the Dolphins. So it's just hard for me to think they can score any points. Yeah, they, I mean, it is hard. It's very hard. Yeah, I, I like when Josh Rosen comes in. I hate when he comes in because I feel bad for him. I'm like, oh, this poor guy he got traded from the Cardinals to get replaced by a guy who might not even be better than him because Rosen never got a chance there, really. And then goes to the Dolphins and it's like, okay, you're going to be a human punching bag. They tried to pre- I love how they pre- they're like, we're going to start Fitzpatrick because we're going to try to protect you and wait for the team to get better and you can develop. But then it's like, all right, end of the game, we're getting murdered. Put in Rosen for a few plays, and he just gets sacked and then throws a pick, and then game's over. Yeah, I mean, talking about setting a guy up to fail when they're down like a million points, and they're like, all right, Josh, this is going to be a great learning experience for you. Throw you out to the wolves. <laughs> also, we're taking out all the starters who were so bad to begin with. I do like watching it, though, because I know something's going to happen. It's probably not going to be good. It's usually like an interception, but it is nice to know, like, hey, right, little little action's coming. Maybe interceptions I'll bet. are exciting. So are watching quarterbacks getting drilled. Maybe I'll bet turnover this play plus fifteen hundred. Like it's got a solid chance with Josh in. <laughs> when Josh is in, it's down to like plus three hundred. <laughs> All right, what do you got? I'm laying the points with the Pats. Twenty-four. Patriots minus twenty-four. I'm laying it. I just I just don't see the Jets being able to score any points this week. They only scored three against Cleveland. Patriots' defense has been pretty mean this year. Belichick's got no reason to do any favors to this team. Like I didn't think he wanted to like embarrass Flores too much. And, like that game really didn't get out of hand until like pretty late. I don't think he's gonna have any reason to take it easy on Gase. And I think he's just gonna like zero in on Le'Veon and like take him out of this game and be like, all right, Luke Falk. Fuck, however you want. It. I call it Fuck. I mean, Luke Fuck, and I don't think I don't think his mom knows how to say his name. <laughs> he's that irrelevant. I don't hate the weapons that the Jets have. Oh, revenge game for Demarius Thomas, by the way. But I just don't think that matters. Uh, Robbie Anderson, Demarius, Jameson Crowder. I don't hate those guys, but I do hate Luke Falk, and I don't think Belt's going to make much of a difference. I don't see the Jets getting past midfield very often. But I do see the Patriots moving the ball effectively and scoring points. And I think the Patriots probably win like 38 nothing. Three. 38 yep. three. Wow. All right. You're giving them a field goal. I respect that's, that. That's good on the board. I say Sonny Michelle fumble. That's good on the board. All right. That's fair. Um, so. Got Jets lose time. like four yards on the drive and then kick the field goal. <laughs> <laughs> You're really giving them a lot of credit. <laughs> it's the upright but goes through. <laughs> All right, so how many how many picks you got left? Uh, I've got one left. I've got two. All right, two? so I'm gonna double up because mine mine are both in the same game. So my final picks are in the Lions-Eagles game. And first off, I'm going to give you the spread. 
and I'm taking Lions plus six at Philly. Oh. The Eagles couldn't beat the Falcons last week when the Falcons were trying to hand them the game. Their defense is not that good. They were handed a couple picks by Matt Ryan. They weren't impressive picks. Carson Wentz is banged up. He had to come out of the game last game for a little bit. He's not looking good. They're, uh... Some of their top receiving options are injured. Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson both are likely to miss this game. They're considered day-to-day, so they haven't actually like been ruled out. But all reports are looking like they're going to miss the game. So all they have is Zach Ertz, Nelson Aguilar, who has not been that great, and uh, J.J.R. Siegel-Whiteside or whatever his name is. I, I don't see that beating the Lions, who just beat the Chargers. Uh, the Lions have looked pretty good. And they're plus six. They're getting those points. I don't know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna roll with Matt Stafford. That offense hasn't looked that bad. <laughs> Who's home? Ah, uh, it's the Eagles. Oh. And then, uh, so that's that's what I'm taking on the spread. And then I'm gonna hit the over because I don't really like either defense. The Lions' defense allowed 27 to Kyler Murray when he looked like trash for the first three quarters of the game. The Lions' offense loves to pass still. You got Carrion Johnson, who can make some big plays for you. He's not super efficient on the ground, but he's, he's able to burst one. Um, I like the Lions to be able to put up enough points, and I like the Eagles to, despite their offensive injuries, I still think Carson Wentz is going to put up garbage time points because that's what he does. So I like the over 45 and a half. Stafford to Galladay is the new... Stafford to Calvin Johnson. Book it. Wow. Lock it away. Put the children to bed. That's the new Megatron. New Galladay. Mega day. Mega bed. <laughs> All right. What's your last pick? The last pick of the day. The last pick. It's going to be the under. The what? Oh, last melon. <laughs> it's going to be the under in the Packers-Broncos game. Under 43. I would have stayed away from this, other than the fact that I think the Packers were held scoreless for quarters 2, 3, and 4 against the Vikings. Vikings defense is pretty solid. Same with the Broncos. And the Broncos just kind of suck. The Packers defense is actually they much improved this year. Guess how many times Joe Flacco threw the ball last week? Seven. <laughs> and they almost won. <laughs> they, oh only, my God. they only scored 14 points. <laughs> yeah, I just don't terrible. think... I don't think those... Te- I think those teams are going to run the ball a lot. And I think their defenses are really good. And they're going to keep a lot of points off the board. I think the Packers are going to win the game like 21-10 or something like that. But I don't know. Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur... They haven't looked super great offensively. I mean, two tough matchups with the Bears to start the year and then the Vikings at home. But I don't think that offense is looking super sharp yet. I think it's going to get better. I think this game's going to be low scoring. I like under 43 a lot. Yeah, I like that under as well. I think the Broncos are really going to struggle coming into Green Bay. Yeah, they struggle at fucking home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's ugly. They haven't looked good. They looked bad against the Raiders too. So they haven't looked good at all. And now they got to play another tough defense that's been carrying their team through the first their, two games. Their offensive strategy is literally 
well, we have to be home or else we don't really have a strategy. But we're home. We're just going <laughs> to run the ball at altitude for three and a half quarters. And then maybe you'll get tired. And on the last drive of the game, we can score. And hopefully we're within a score because that's all we got time to do. And we can get to 14. And hopefully that can win it. <laughs> I'm convinced. I'm convinced that the only reason Peyton Manning decided to go to Denver for his last hurrah was because every time he played there when he was on the Colts and he'd be standing on the sideline as his defense trying to make stops, he'd look over at the bench and there's like his defensive stars um, just sitting on the bench with oxygen masks because they can't keep up. Like Dwight Freeney's dying on the ground because of the altitude. And he's like, yeah, I got to go play here. I don't have to play any really good defensive players. They all get tired. Um, so yeah, Broncos are a joke. All right, so we got seven picks each. I was I said at the beginning of the show that I added an eighth, but I bailed out because I'm a puss. Um, what was it? Uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, so it was, uh, my, my picks for week two are my lock of the week is Falcons plus one and a half at the Colts. And then I've got Giants Bucks under 48, Lions plus six at the Eagles. Lions Eagles over 45 and a half Saints plus four and a half at the Seahawks Dolphins Cowboys under 47 and Rams minus three at Cleveland. All right. And my locks, I have the Bengals plus six, the Raiders plus nine Rams minus three Steelers and 49ers over 44 Patriots minus 24. Packers and Broncos under 43, and my lock is the Indianapolis Colts minus one and a half. So we got the head to head locks this week. Um, go with your gut, go with who you trust. Uh, Joe had a big week last week. Together we combined for uh, quick math 12 and six. Yeah, 12 and six yeah. last week. Um, Not bad. So pretty good start to the year. Pretty good start to the year for the boys. Uh, two out of three. Do you have any um, any leans? Yeah. Any leans for tomorrow? Titans Jaguars. I know. Uh, I was looking at it earlier. Let me look at the. So I initially said I was going to take the under, even if it was like thirty points. And look, it's thirty-eight and a half, so it's pretty damn close. Um, it's tough. That's so few points. And who knows if Jalen Ramsey is even going to play? He could be playing for the Titans. <laughs> Yeah, at that point, um, I lean Titans minus two because the Jaguars are just in disarray with their best player freaking out at the coach on the sidelines. I don't think Ramsey really wants to be there. Um, and even then, I don't think he has that much of an impact in that game because Titans wide receivers just aren't that good. So, uh, Yeah, I lean on Derek. I think Derek Henry yeah. is going to try and plow with the middle for two yards to carry, and that game's going to go under. Yeah, I think it's going to be a horrible game to watch because you're just going to see a lot of offensive coordinators forcing Derek Henry and Leonard Fournette three-yard gains down your throats. Um, so I wouldn't recommend watching it. I probably will. That's all I do. That's um, got to be the most played Thursday night matchup of all time, Titans-Jaguars, and I'm pretty <laughs> confident on that one. It's either so that true. They do one game on Thursday night, and then they do the other game in London. I'm pretty sure that's how that rivalry goes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there have been more Titans-Jaguars games on Thursday nights than there have been Cowboys games on Thursdays. And they've been playing Thanksgiving Day since, like, 
1930. I saw the the NFL Network like commercial hype video for this game like a million times on Sunday with like the Jaguars lady and like the Titans guy. Yep. And it was like the most cringe thing. Like the Titans guy just like walking on a treadmill and like the Jaguars lady's like, your team's not bad. Very college team. Like cringe. Fuck you, NFL. That's so bad. Yeah, yikes. No, it's not good. I would have been happier if they just re-ran the one that they had from last year's Thursday night game, where it was Blake Bortles. I think that would be funnier. I like uh, when she kept trying to brag about how good Derrick Henry is, and it's like, he's not good. <laughs> yeah, that's the best part. It's like, you're trying to brag about like your best offensive player, and he's still so fucking bad. Like you wouldn't see, you might not see the field as a Patriot, and Rex Burkhead gets a lot of carries here. <laughs> this is Corey Davis's year. <laughs> Watch out with the Every breakout game. <laughs> All right. Uh, last week, picking. last week also, I had a bonus play: the UCF minus seven against Stanford. Hammer UCF again this week against Pittsburgh. Hammer UCF until it fucking dies. I love UCF. They air it out and they'll run out the score. They're playing Pitt. I think they're 12 point favorites at Pitt. Pitt's okay, but they're going to still win by 20. Hit that. I've actually also got a, a play for you for college football. Texas A&M <laughs> minus three and a half against Auburn. Auburn's ranked eighth. Texas A&M is ranked 17th. You're going to see a lot of people just try to hit the plus three and a half. Auburn's, Auburn's not going to be able to win this game. They barely snuck against uh, Oregon. <laughs> They're going to struggle being on the road against Texas A&M um, for Bo. What's his last name? Nix. Bo Nix. Bo Nix. Yeah, he's going to struggle in Texas A&M. A&M offense sure looked good against Clemson. Yeah, Kellen Mond, man. He's the real deal. I was kidding. They had three points all game. No, no, I know. I know. <laughs> that cover touchdown with the second left. I have no idea what's going to happen in that game. College football, all over the place. I'm in like a state of disarray. Yeah, what was, what was, yeah, what was your record last week? I went one and six last Saturday, which means I'm really due to turn it around. Like, I got crushed. I got crushed, like, probably the worst beat. Uh, I took, I was chasing pretty hard uh, Saturday night. I chased three underdogs. They're like Portland State plus like 30, Rice plus like 32. Like another big dog, like they all lost. I lost like sixty bucks. Didn't even watch the games. But uh, Rice scored a touchdown <laughs> with a minute left to uh, just cover, and then they kicked it off and Texas housed it, uh, like the fucking kickoff because the kick only could kick it to like the Texas five. The guy like ran through Rice, like fucking McDonald's runs through my ass, and fucking blew and the cover. Fast. Yeah, it's fucking fast, but that Texas kid was even faster. That was that was a bad loss. I could have I could have used that one. But no. <laughs> could have used a lot. Yeah, that's what I get for betting on rice. <laughs> rice. Alright. So anyways, we gave you seven picks each this week for NFL. We each gave you a bonus college football pick. Joe gave you UCF. I gave you Texas A and M. Um anything else? Nothing else. Make sure you check the website, nextrosports.com. Make sure you check out my Saturday sends. You probably want to fade those, but do what you need to do.
Yep, check Nextro Sports. Check us on Twitter, Gambling Joe. I think mine's like PM Logan thirty. I have no idea. Um, and then uh, also, when you're listening to this, we're gonna drop this Thursday, uh, the nineteenth. Two weeks from today, if you're listening to this on Thursday, the Bruins are back, and I'm gonna start giving you one NHL pick a week. I'm your hockey guy. Let's go. Later, kids. How do I pause it? You mean stop recording? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. And later. Pod over. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.